and welcome back to the Leaders of Today podcast. Uh, today I'm with Josh and um, a very special guest. Um, he's pretty special to me because he's my dad. <laughs> this is Jeremy. Hi, how are you? It's good to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. So, um, obviously, Jeremy is my dad, but he's also a banker. He's a track coach at DeSales right now. That's where I went to school, our high school. Um, He's the treasurer of Leaders of Today, which is pretty cool. Um, So, first of all, we're going to jump into a story time. So I think I'm going to have you go first with your story, okay? (laughs) I have to give a story of you? No, it doesn't have to be me. Just just give me a story. Just a story. Any story? Any story. Um, Any story. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll give you a story of of you um, that is kind of... Like, it, it, I don't know why this stands out to me, but it's just kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so it's an embarrassing story? <laughs> not. I mean, it's, it's it might be embarrassing to you, but it, it's not meant to be embarrassing. Okay. Oh, it's just, it's hey, just that hey, we, all have, it's fine. we all have different walks, whatever. We all do different things. So Jordan is my son. Um, we have different interests, like, as individuals, which to me is, is actually, like, super cool because I think a lot of parents try to sometimes – put their own interests on their kids but uh Jordan Jordan has different interests than I do and when I was when I was young I was very athletic um I played I played everything I played everything right so I was I was a football player at the age of like seven I played basketball since I was like five baseball since I was five as well and I tried to encourage Jordan to do some of those things because I think they are beneficial to all of us. So I, I, I like athletics. It was something that was important to me. And I also tried to, you know, get Jordan into those things. However, Jordan sports, he didn't really care anything about like sports. And that's, that's fine. That's great. So I remember one time uh, I asked Jordan if he wanted to play basketball. And so Jordan said, yes. He was like, yeah, dad, I'll play basketball. So Jordan's like eight years old and he's, he's, he's playing basketball. So yeah, we actually, I was, actually played basketball at Josh's church, it's which funny. is funny. It's, right. It's funny because Crazy this was, this world. was, this was at Josh's church <laughs> and Jordan was about eight, probably eight years old. And Jordan had never played basketball before. When I say never played basketball, I don't think Jordan never bounced a basketball <laughs> In his life, right? Know how to dribble. And and at my at this point, like I figured, I was like, it's church league. Jordan, Jordan, you know he he can hit. Not this church league. (laughs) (laughs) These eight year olds were balling, balling. Like I was like, oh my gosh, right? Columbus, you came to the wrong point. (laughs) We didn't live that far, right? It was just Jordan had never really seen a basketball (laughs) like that, and I had no idea these kids were going to be balling like that. So. I walked in and they had a draft, right? So in this league, it's a draft. So I walk in. I'm like, I'm. If you've never seen me, I'm like six two. Yeah. Like I look like you used to play. I used to play, right? So everybody knows. Like at that point, I worked out a lot. Um. So I looked like I I looked athletic. Whatever. They were like, oh, that's that dude's dad. They're like, okay. (laughs) So Jordan was the second pick in the draft overall <laughs> all these kids jordan didn't even really know what a basketball looked like man <laughs> he was the second pick in the draft 
Jordan didn't see the field too much. He didn't see the court too much that year. <laughs> he really didn't. He really didn't. That's hilarious. But it was, it he was, was it was Bennett. a. That <laughs> is like that is that is my great like Jordan story. I felt bad for the coach, even after the fact. I was like, bro, I was like, man, I I don't know how this is gonna work out for you, cause he ain't really ever dribbled a basketball before. Wow. And then when I saw the kids playing, I was like, oh, this is. That's tough. Like, I really thought, like, the first practice, I was like, oh, my gosh, this team is going to be, like, ridiculous. We were, like, last Y'all got place. the dream team. Ooh. We were, like, last because everybody was that ridiculous, except there was, like, ten ridiculous kids. On one team. On one team, and we had nine. <laughs> so what you're saying is Jordan made the difference. What you're saying is was, Jordan was holding us back. It was special. It was special. Needless to say, uh, I never got Jordan suited up again in a basketball uniform. He was like, yeah, that's not for me, Dad. That's not for me. <laughs> it's not my calling. That's all I right. played so many sports, though, man. I played t-ball, oh, soccer, absolutely. ran track. Yeah. yeah. So you put on a different country. uniform. Yeah, I put on plenty of different uniforms. Absolutely. He got the experience. It just... <laughs> It wasn't, it, wasn't good. it wasn't for him. It was. It was not a good basketball experience. That's hilarious. But it's all right. It's all that right. just wasn't for him. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> should have went to the rec league. Uh, that, it's all right. I was like church hilarious. league, rec league. Oh, it's like the same thing. No. No, it's not. I should have went. To, I should have went to the rec league. It's not. <laughs> so PSA for all of you who are watching out there, listening out there, I should say, don't go to Josh's church. Don't. Don't go to New Covenant. <laughs> New Try somewhere else. Yep. New Covenant, they are putting it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're going to be talking about something that is for everyone, a good experience that we hope everyone has, specifically with finances. Today we're going to be talking about how to set up our finances in a way that leads us well, that sets us up well for the future. So my first question for you is, would you consider yourself as someone who handles your finances responsibly? Wow. Um... All right, so my original thought is um, is that's like that's a comparison question, right? So like, as far as comparing myself to whom or whatever. So when, usually when I get asked questions like you know comparisons, compare yourself like that, I want to compare myself to myself, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have a past self, but I also have a future self, right? So. In a situation like that, life is a journey, right? And would I consider myself um, better than I was before? Absolutely. But am I as good as I can be? And no. that's absolutely not, <laughs> right? So and I, don't, I don't even know exactly what that looks like or who future Jeremy is because at some point, like, I may I may attain a a part of future Jeremy, but I'm never going to ever get future Jeremy because future Jeremy is always going to be out there, right? So, the great thing about um, financial competency or anything in life that you do, there's always a better version of yourself out there somewhere. So do I do I consider myself uh, financially responsible? Yeah, I'm I'm much better than I was when I was when I was 23 or 24 years old and married and had a baby. You know what I mean? And everything in my life was new, and I was just trying to feed this kid. 
you know what I mean, who ate better than I did because I ate grilled cheese sandwiches every day. Mm. But he ate, and at that point, like, that was what was important. Um, and I didn't, I, you know, you don't make a lot of money when you're 23 years old. At least I didn't. I mean, there are some that are, like, amazing at 23, but I didn't. And I didn't really grow up in a house where I, I saw, like, completely, like, like our our finances in our house were not transparent. I'm not saying that my parents were bad money managers, but they they didn't teach me mm. what they did or what they did not do. So mm-hmm. I was kind of winging it um, myself. So yeah, I had a lot a lot of lessons to learn. Um, there were a lot of things that I needed to learn, and absolutely, I'm, I'm better than I was when I started, you know, my financial journey. But I'm not even close to where I, I want to be or where, where I want to become. I think that uh, the, what you just said was super like important was the, the, the thing that was important there. No, I mean, the thing that I want to ex- expand on is that you said that your parents didn't teach you how to um, hinder your finances. Like uh, there was no transparency in what they did versus um, what they, or what you should do. So that is something that you've done much better not just not even just with me, but with other people. Like right now, you're teaching a class at a, our church for. Well, you've done it for adults in the past. You've done what three, four, three, four, yeah. three, four of them for adults, and then just last week we started one for the youth group, just showing them how to um, make sure that they're using their money and investing it and putting it in the right places so that um, it will work for them in the future. Right. So. I think that's the reason that I wanted to have you on today. Just one of the reasons. Obviously, you're my dad. (laughs) That's another reason. But um, I think that's super cool that you're trying to do better than they did. And I think that's just a key part of leadership is just making or trying to do better than um, what you you were given. Right. And I, I think that one of the things that we've at least in my opinion that we've tried to do in our house is keep things, you know, transparent. Like, we're in this together. I mean, there's only, you know, mom, <laughs> you and me. Yeah. But there are no secrets, you know, in our house, and everything is, is open. Um, and if you have questions, I think that we set, or at least try to set an atmosphere where you can always ask, no matter what the question is or no matter how, how good or bad, how much trouble you think you could get in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well... Yeah. Like, I need you to at least call me first. Like, it doesn't matter what you did. Call me first. We, we'll discuss whatever needs to be discussed later. But it has to be open. And and I, I feel like I, I've tried to make things at our house um, transparent. And you're just as much, you know, a part of everything that we do. And there's no reason to keep you in the dark over, mm-hmm. you know, certain, you don't have to know everything, but anything that's important to who you get to become in the future, you know, we've tried to like make that transparent. And so it's good that you at least feel the same. So, yeah. Speaking of transparency, you mentioned you didn't grow up being taught by your parents at a young age how to manage your finances responsibly. And you would say that you're better now than you were as a younger man at 24. Can you take us through some of that journey? 
of financial responsibility and financial literacy? How did you get to this point? Um, I think that you make decisions. Um, I think the first thing that I did was, uh, you know, you're, 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 this, this, the society that we live in today is, is, is part of that, you know, buy now, pay later society. You know what I mean? You're ruled by MasterCard, um, and those things. Like if you want it, you know, you get it and then you just pay for it later, which, you know, that's, that's the way that we are groomed, um, in society and things cost money. Right. And you, you want to give your kids all of these things. And honestly, like a two-year-old kid, you can give him a cardboard box <laughs> and he'll play in it all day, right? It's, but we it's go out there. It's more fun that way anyway. Yeah. I just saw a video yesterday of a two-year-old well, playing in a box. Right. And they, they have a ball, right? A two-year-old never knows what he doesn't have because mm. the world hasn't been open to, to, that, to that child. But we know what, the, what that child doesn't have and we try to say, well, he would want this or he wants that because at two years old, I would want this or I would want that. And that's not necessarily like the case, man. Like I've learned over time to be a minimalist in a lot of things. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need to explain a lot of things to kids when I talk to them. Like as far as like when I coach, I try to tell kids the minimal that I can to make them better in that in that in that certain that certain time like i can give them a little bit every day or i can give them a little bit every week but until we master a certain thing then we'll go to the next place right so i would say that a lot of things were open to me um probably multiple times um but I would say that the biggest thing that kind of set me was we did a we did a, a class at our church um, that really just kind of opened my eyes to everything. And I was like, wait a minute, this this actually makes sense because it's it's easy. It's easy. It's a plan. It's already set up. Millions of people have gone through it and the people that actually did it and followed it completely have have had success and if other and if other people can have success then I can have my own success and it was just honestly it's just discipline it's discipline it's it's a relentless pursuit and and the plan actually reveals itself as you take steps toward the next step so it was it was just good it was easy it wasn't complex but it was it wasn't it wasn't it was simple it was not easy, mm. if that makes sense. It was a difference. It's, it's you know, simple and, and easy are, are different things. Like, you know, there are a lot of simplistic approaches that still take work and take discipline. So um, it's just an attitude. It's a, a mentality, a mindset that helps you understand, you know, where your money goes, where, where you know, when this happens, how does, how, just how do you get better handling money and, and, you know, it was one of those things, and I think that was definitely the thing that that helped me out a lot and and set us on a path that was, you know, led us to the success that we've had, you know, lately. So one of the things that isn't on here, we didn't talk about it, but what is your um, approach to giving? Even though you're you have a budget and you have a 
um, things like that. What is your approach on giving? That's a great question. So um, I guess the greatest thing that I think that I, about money uh, that, that you need to, that, well, at least in my opinion, that people need to know is that you should give first. Um, first. Not all of everything that you have. Obviously, you have certain things that you need to take care of. But, but money is neither good nor is money bad. And what you do with money is always a heart condition. Um, the Bible talks about that where your, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Like if your treasure is wrapped up in money, then that's where your heart is. And you'll never, ever like, you'll never get, you won't have money because you're holding on to it. Right, and the more I think you during the the video we watched the other day, he used the example of having a clenched fist, and when your yeah. when your fist is closed, then n- nothing can get out of it. So like nothing can get out of your bank account, but also nothing can get into it. So people can't give you things right. um, when you have a clenched fist. Right, and you can you can you can hold on to money whether that's ten dollars that you have or whether that's millions of dollars that you have. So um, money money is money is a is a conduit, right? Money. Money flows in and out of us, right? And I think that if you're obsessed with just getting more money, that you're never going to have enough. But if, if, if you can give and, and, like, you know, help, you know, just do things with relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, money helps us create relationships. Um, and that can, be, that can be healthy, that can be unhealthy. But, you know... If, if you give money that's a, it, it, first, it, it shows that you put other people ahead of yourself. You know what I mean? I have this money, and it's to help other people. So I think the best, one of the greatest things that you can do is, man, like when, you, when, you, when money comes into your hand, find a place for that to go first because it's, it's, I'm thankful for this. I have an attitude of gratitude. Like I have been able to, to make this money, like God has given me, you know, the ability to, to have money. So I'm make sure that I spread seeds somewhere else first. That's my biggest thing. I don't care if it's a, a food bank or it's your local, uh, religious foundation, religious like church or whatever. Um, my seven, it could be something like leadership it could, today. It could be like leadership <laughs> today, a nonprofit, whatever. You know what I mean? My seventh grade teacher had a he had um, he had quotes all over all over the all over the classroom and I know one of the quotes one of the quotes was um, it's like you got to keep keep the main thing the main, main the thing. main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing right and then when when I got older I heard I heard a quote that was very similar and it was uh, is like um, is that things that matter least must never be at the, the mercy of things that matter most. Mm. And, and, and I need to, like, I just want to tell everybody, like, like, money is never the main thing and is never the thing that matters the most. Money is never either of those things. And if it is, there's a condition of your heart that needs to be adjusted. Money is only a tool, and it should always hold that place you know, within your relationship with it. It is only a servant. It is only a tool. It is not the main thing. And it is never the thing that matters the most. It's, it's relationships and how you deal with people 
and things like that. And I think giving helps create and foster that relationship with money that helps people be successful, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. It's very insightful. I'm glad that years later you still remember that quote from your middle school classroom. (laughs) Yeah, he had had, had quotes all over all, all over, over the, the all over the room, and for some reason, I remember that one. Like the main thing is to keep the main, main thing, thing the main thing. Probably and maybe because funny. it was, I did think it was funny because I was like, main thing, main thing, main thing. We probably had like <laughs> jokes or something about it, but it was easy to remember because it was the main thing, I guess. Yeah. So it was easy, but super, yeah, super, super insightful. Cool. Yeah. So that was seventh that. grade. And seventh this grade. Now. Right. I'm not. I'm not in seventh grade anymore. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Been out one or two years. Right. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a right. little bit. I can hear some pushback from people who would say, well, I understand my money is to help me invest in other people. I have money set aside for other people, but I got to pay rent, too. I got bills to pay, too. And that's where a budget comes in. Correct. So what do you say to those people? What is the importance of having a budget, and how do you stick to it? Um, budgeting, that's... That's super, like, so first of all, I would say, I would say this, like, everybody has a plan, right? Everybody has a plan. Whether you think you have a plan or not, you have a plan because failure to plan is a plan to fail, Mm -hmm. right? So we all have a plan. It's just, is your plan to be successful or is your plan non-existent and therefore a plan of failure. So budgeting itself is just a written plan for your money, right? Simple as that. I mean, it gives us permission to spend money, right? A lot of people will think that it's restricting. No, it's permission. It's permission to spend the money. So you know how much that you have And then from there, you just assign your money places to go, right? You're in control of the money, and the money is not in control of you. Um, I always thought that money was restricting. My wife, when we were uh, first married, she, she came from a household where they had the envelope system, right? And her mom would go to the grocery store, and she had a certain amount of money that she had to spend. So yeah, the envelope system is like where you put a certain amount of money in each envelope for a certain amount of, or for a certain thing. So like there's an envelope for uh, groceries, an envelope for gas, an envelope for uh, haircuts, like stuff like that. Just to right. explain what envelope system is. Right. So so that's how my wife grew up, and so she would go to the grocery store and she would always say, "Well, how much can I spend?" And I was like, "You go get groceries." and you spend however much they cost, right? And to her, that was like, that was so stressful. So going to the store for her was very stressful because I didn't understand like you budget a certain amount of money for for groceries. You just go to the store and you get food, whatever. It's just what it is. But to her, it was so, it it was restricting the other way. So that system gave her permission to spend a certain amount. And so we've actually adopted the envelope system, obviously, at our house, as Jordan explained it to you, which <laughs> I highly recommend as well. Um, I use the envelope system yeah, also. Jordan still of. uses the envelope system. So, 
So obviously in, at our house, no one ever asked for money to do anything because if you needed something, there was an envelope already for that. Already mm-hmm. for wow. set up for that. So so it was it was great. So everyone in our house always had permission to spend money, right? Because the money was in the envelope. If there was no money in the envelope anymore, then none of us then had any money to nobody spend. went anywhere, right? <laughs> And if it was something that you really, really, really had to have and you couldn't go without it, then there was like, you know, a a contingency fund that you might have to say, well, I have to do this or or there was miscellaneous, you know what I mean? But it it was always it was always money was open. Money was open in our house. It wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It, It just had a name. It was assigned a place to go. And so that's kind of where we went with it. So the budget just gives you that permission, and it's 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 open, it's transparent, um, and, and it, it it it's free. It, it's it's free. Like everybody everybody knew what 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 they could and couldn't do with it. So, so what types of things like should you budget for when you make if like if you sit down and make a budget? What things should you budget for? Some not necessarily everything that you do, just like a general. Like right. these are certain things that you're gonna have. You should probably make sure the budget for. Because there's a right. lot of things that even when I made mine, I was like, I had not that I didn't know what I was doing, but right. I missed a lot of things. Yeah. So I think that's, um, I think that's part of creating the budget, uh, finding out what you spend money on. Obviously, um, I would say bills um, that are that are <laughs> like outside of, you know, normal monthly like bills that happen. So like your bills, like like your debts which first and foremost, get out of those debts ASAP. Like the servant or the the, the lender or or the borrower is always servant to the lender. So always remember that. The borrower is always servant to the lender. is always servant to the lender. So you're like, the more debts that you have, the more people that you serve because you're giving your time um, and your freedom to, to make money so that you can pay someone else. So so debts are always always bad. Now there's obviously some financial planners that are like way smarter than me that are gonna be able to tell you something different. But I don't I'm not I'm not on that level. So and most people that are out here listening are probably not gonna be that on that level. But make sure you understand that plan before you institute it in your own life as well. But um, so, so I would say bills and, and debts, things like that, that you pay on a monthly basis, your car, your, your mortgage, um, MasterCard, whatever, those things are always going to be on there. Um, but also like account for, you know, entertainment. Like how much money do I have to go to the movies? Um, restaurants we have a, we have a restaurant envelope that says how much money do I have if I want to go out to dinner um, the, the one that the one that got me all the time was like haircuts like we actually have a, a set aside budget for haircuts <laughs> because monthly my wife gets her hair done and and Jordan gets haircuts like I, I cut my own hair um, <laughs> you can't see him but he doesn't really have much hair. I don't have hair. <laughs> Um, but, but it's those things. So like, there are things that it's all set up like my month, like my, this is, this is March actually right now that we're actually doing this, but I am currently setting aside money for April because I always fund my next month budget 
one month in advance. Huh. Um, so utilities, uh, insurance, those things like that, like whatever your monthly experiences are, those are the things that, that you budget for. I also always pay myself. I give myself, every time I get paid, I give myself $50. I don't, I don't answer to anyone. Um, my wife, she doesn't answer to anyone as to where that money goes. Um, if, if I want to go, if I want to go out to, to lunch or whatever, or if there's like a, you know, a new bottle of bourbon that I want to get, like it's got to be in the, it's got to be in the bar, it's got to be in in the repertoire. You know what I mean? That's, that's where I'll spend it. But that, you know, I, I pay myself because, because I work, you know what I mean? And I, I, I trade my time, um, and, and that's, it's a small token that I get that's, that I get to be free. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be assigned to anything and I can just blow it however I want. But I have, you know, a certain amount that I give myself to blow. And it's, that's what it's called. It's called my blow money. My wife, <laughs> she gets hurt every time she gets it's blow money. Cause it's not assigned to anything. We just blow it however we want. We went to the bank this morning and my dad looked at his wallet and he was like, I still have fifty dollars in here. He's like, I didn't spend any blow money last month, or last week, or two yeah. weeks. I don't know. I don't even. I don't know how ever how often you yeah. get paid. But it was funny because they were like, I didn't spend any of my blow money. So that yeah. means you have some more. I do. Yeah, like, but now I'm, he's a hundred dollars in blow money. I'm, I'm <laughs> covered up from blow money. Double blow money. trouble. Right. So right. I didn't even know that you you saved for the next month in advance. So why do you do that? Um, I do that because. What, what if something would happen in March and I haven't yet been paid to fund that situation? Um, if, like, your birthday, Jordan's birthday is, is March 2nd, right? So we went, we, there was a lot of things that we did, you know what I mean, for, for Jordan. If I funded March in March and your birthday is March 2nd, we would have blown the whole budget. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's always funded like in advance because in you can't like you can't really do things and fund things in the month that you're currently living in because it's not really a plan. So you have to you have to make the plan a month ahead and try you know as much as you can to fund the month ahead mm-hmm. if that's possible. It's still it's still part of a plan, so like I know like my wife's birthday is in April, so in March I have to account for certain things for her for her birthday in April. So then in February it account for so in March. February we had to account for March. Yeah. So right? what you're saying is you're already setting aside money that might be used for your wife's birthday. Right. Right. I don't know what that looks like. I mean, but but I have at least a plan that says. You know what? I gotta I gotta set aside this much money, just because I know this is this thing is upcoming. So mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just a plan. You just you know and you know things that are coming up and you get to plan for those. Like I, I'm never gonna be like you can never get caught. You know if you if you have a plan like that, you never can get caught like not remembering your wife's birthday, right? Because <laughs> it's already I have I have all <laughs> because in March I'm thinking like what's coming up in April. Right. So if it's my anniversary, I'm always thinking my anniversary is in <laughs> September. Like in August, 
I'm thinking like, what's coming up in September? And I'm like, oh, it's my anniversary. I have to I have to plan something for that, right? So it kind of kind of keeps you together. You like <laughs> keeps you a lot of trouble a little bit too. You know, you already know what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, how how can our finances affect our leadership? Oh man, how do you get how do you get people to to follow you if you are obviously like kind of irresponsible in in a in a situation that you know most of the world that sees most of the world sees so vital to to everything that that we do and everything that we say. Um, people are not going to follow you if if you're if you're out of sorts as far as your money because like your money is it shows up in a lot of places, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have money to eat, if you don't have money, like your family's all in a disarray, it's, it's really hard to get people yeah. to follow you. And honestly, it's not the money that is the situation. Money exposes things differently, right? It's the discipline that you have. And, and great leaders have great discipline. Um, and they're very disciplined in what they do and, and how they approach things. And things like that. And money is the same thing. It's a tool. And if you if you don't discipline yourself to use it correctly, it shows up in so many different areas. And and mon- like I said before, money is not a principal thing. It's not the most important thing. And it's not the main thing. But it exposes a lot of things and a lot of conditions that help you, uh, you know, be a great leader. Um, because people see that. It's, it's, it's very transparent. I am upset that I'm not taking notes right now <laughs> because I'm sitting here with you. So It's a good thing it's recorded. It is, it's a good thing that it's recorded. That's exactly what I was about to say. And to those of you who are listening right now, I hope that you're able to take some mental notes, maybe even write some of these things down because you're really helping people. Well, I want you to know that. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I coach, I coach um, high school track not because um, – not because I I want to be I want to be recognized by young people. I care less about, <laughs> I care less about that or myself, anything like that. Like a lot of times, you'll get parents that will come to you and say, "Thank you so much for everything that you helped Johnny do." Like, dude, look, man, I, I Johnny did the work, <laughs> right? Johnny's success is is because of Johnny. It's Johnny just did the work. The I, I stood out in the cold, <laughs> and I watched him go through some brutal crap for a season you know what i mean or i whatever but it your success is your success your failure is your failure Mm. right so those are your things like if you ask me for advice and you think i can help you then i'm going to try to help you and that's really all coaching is like don't get me wrong i have i have to have a plan to coach like i can't just show up to practice and on my way to practice be like hmm what are we gonna do today well, everything has to build on the previous day, which which builds on the previous week, which built on the week before that. So, like, everything is cyclical. It moves in a circle, and everything builds on top of each other, and you have to have those things planned out. Um, and, and, and money, things like that, is, is the same thing. It's one of those things. Right. Okay, so let's apply that principle to finances. As you said, you mentioned that you coach you coach a high school track and field team. But everyone, whether they are successful or not, 
has some influence that's attached to that. You're saying you're not necessarily responsible for Johnny's success, but Johnny was successful in part because he listened to you. So who did you or do you listen to for your finances and where do we find someone who can, in a way, coach us through the financial decisions we need to make? That's a good question. So I would say one of my, um, I guess one of one of the people that I, I, I liked and that helped me out a lot was was Dave Ramsey, um, and 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 for those for those people like that are having like you know just you're you're is you don't like you're not like there are a lot of Dave Ramsey haters, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Dave Ramsey has a simple plan that meets probably I would say at least 75, 80% of the population, right? It's, it's don't, don't, don't get out of debt, save money, give and invest. And, and there are, there are investors who, who do things in a totally different way and that works for them, right? But Dave Ramsey and his systems apply to like 80, at least 75, 80% of people because people don't need a complex um, system. They just need a simple system that works. And Dave Ramsey has a simple system that works. Um, I have my own financial advisor, and, and he helps me out a lot. He um, also likes bourbon. He also likes bourbon. <laughs> and honestly, like, he has a, 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 I don't know if I can plug this, but. Go for it. He, he has a, a podcast. It's, it's the, the Black and Brown podcast. And if you're a bourbon drinker, um, those dudes are hilarious. And. It is it is great to listen to their take, um, <laughs> and the podcast is amazing. So once again, that is the Black and Brown podcast, and um, yeah. So he he's very he's very good for me. Um, I can ask him anything, and he doesn't give me uh, things that I don't understand. Right. So I might know a little bit about something, but he's going to explain it to me in a way that I can understand it and that will make sense to me, right? So I'm not gonna have a financial advisor that just says, well, we'll just do this. Well, what does that mean though? Like, what does that mean for me? So he, he explains things to me and you should always have somebody that, you know, explains things to you in, that, in a way that makes sense to you because it is your money. You traded time for that. And so that is important, like, so, I don't know. Um, yeah, so my personal financial advisor is, is awesome, um, and I'd say Dave Ramsey is a, is a good hero. But also, that you get around people that are like minded. You know what I mean? So you have same goals, and you people that will hold you accountable. You know, to those things, and, and I think that's you know there are people that I trust. Um, you know, my wife, obviously. Um, there are people in my in my church that I trust that that will keep me accountable to those things. You know what I mean? They don't, don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> you're going to mess this up. You know what I mean? But when you do, you got to have people that build you back up and say, Oh man, let's get back. All right. That's cool. No big deal. Let's, let's get back on it. We're all trying to do this thing together. So it's, it's, you got to be in, in community with people that, that think the way you do that have kind of the same goals that you have so that you can keep each other together and, and, and responsible in those things. That was, yeah. I think it comes back to our, like, 
a reoccurring theme of all the other podcasts is that or that we've had so far is they just need we need to find a community and have community in everything, including our finances. Um, so I, the last question is, what can you do now that you were never able to do because of uh, how you've how you've used your money and your financial freedom now? Huh. So what can I do now? Um, I think that money is it, it, it is very free. Um, at least for for me, like for at least you know my wife and I, it, it, money's free. Like you don't you don't worry about money. I'm not saying that I have an overabundance of money, <laughs> right? But I'm not saying that I ever want to have an overabundance of money because money is not the most important thing in my life. So what can I do? Like, honestly, like, I feel like I can do anything. So, so here's, here's what I, our creator has given us everything on this amazing earth that we could ever, ever want, right? Money allows us to get those things faster, right? Because we need connections and money gives us certain connections um, to be able to get certain things faster than we could probably obtain it ourselves, right? So we we buy food with money. Well, somebody else has to be an expert like butcher or they have to grow the crops or things like that. So we exchange money for their expertise, right? Mm. But yet the earth rendered all of those things to us. So our creator has given us everything that we need on this earth money just helps us bring those things to us so we don't actually have to be an expert in all of these different arenas right that's what it is it's just a tool that helps us get things and obtain things and and be able to sustain ourselves um you know better than you know than than not so um just keeping those things like i like i just what do i think i think that i have a healthier relationship with money um, is because it's like, eh, it's great to have, but it's not like the earth is amazing. Like creation is amazing. The things that, that, that God has given us, man, like it's like those things are the things that we really want to experience. And so mm-hmm. being able to experience like our create, you know, creation itself and all of the, all of the goodness that we have, like those are the greatest things. And, and, not having to worry about money itself, I guess, is the best thing <laughs> that, you know, being disciplined with, with my money has, has helped me do. Just being able to appreciate, like, real life. Because life is, life is precious, and it's not guaranteed. And being stressed out about money situations is, is, is a horrible thing, and you miss out on so much of just life. Um, and, and again, like I'm gonna tell you, like I, I don't have like gobs and gobs and gobs of money, but I don't ever want to appreciate money so much that it consumes me. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have not enough that I have to chase it either, mm. right? So there's that there's middle ground, yeah. yeah, that you have to have. But scale. then it's just a sweet spot, yeah, you know. And you know you can have a little bit and be super happy. And you can have a lot and be miserable, you know? So just understand, like, how, what money is and what 
what tool that is to you. Like it's not, it's not the main, like I can say this again, it's not the main thing, nor is it the most important thing. Like it, it's just what it is. Money is just a tool. It's just yeah. a tool. So uh, where are you headed like right now? Like what, are, what is your, what are some of your future goals? Don't know why I couldn't say that. So where, <laughs> where am I headed? Yeah. Um, I'm headed to future Jeremy. Um, like future Jeremy is the best version of Jeremy that can happen and I don't really necessarily know what that means or even what it looks like um, but I can't wait to embrace the fullness of whoever that is um, I also can't find out I can't wait to find out what lessons I have to learn right now to to become that person i really like that what um, lessons we have to learn right now to be yeah. the, the future our future selves the better person that we're going to become right that we are becoming right so uh, um i don't i don't i don't so much try to look to the future as much as a lot of people would would say like well you always have to be like getting better like yeah and i absolutely agree with that we do we do always have to get better but if my focus is on future Jeremy, because I know that future Jeremy is better than present Jeremy, then I just embrace the lessons that I have to learn right now to become future Jeremy. Mm. And, and they're going to present themselves. I just It's just what do I do with them when they come? And sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Not even bad, but they're, they're, sometimes they're easy and sometimes they're hard lessons. Um, but you definitely got to embrace whatever whatever that is to become your better future self mm-hmm. and what are some of your goals um my few my goals what what do i like as far as like what do i want to do um things like that yes in 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 we can even specify it if it helps when right now we're in 2022 we can we can say short term in 2023 and then maybe a little bit longer term in 2027. If you were listening to this episode <laughs> back, that's one year out and five years out. Okay. One year out and five years out. Jeez, 2027 is five years out. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mm. When you when you listen to this episode back, what are some things that you want to be true of yourself that aren't true of yourself right now? Um, I'm not saying that 2023 and 2027 is, is, is bad, but I don't, time is a concept yeah. to me. So I don't try to put time restrictions on myself. What do I want to be? Um, I would like to go into business um, with my family. Um, I would do. I w- my dream is to stand beside Jordan in a business that we cultivate and we grow ourselves. I don't know exactly what that is or what that looks like, but I trust, I, you know, that, that's, Jordan is someone that I trust. Jordan is something that I've, I've put like all of myself into. And I never, Jordan is 21 now, so at some point like he's going to have a family and, and things like that. But I, I don't know, like I, I love being around my son. And if I could do that every day 
for the rest of my life where we build a future that means something in my future grand kids whatever could be a part of or <laughs> why you look at me like not even i'm sorry no pressure but no 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 that's not it's not even that it's just it's just like you know like future generations like right, right like i could i could honestly i could pass down money to future generations or i could build something with them that always creates something else mm-hmm. you know what i mean like 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 why do I just want to give somebody money that they don't they didn't they didn't earn or they didn't they weren't a part of that battle like don't get me wrong like I understand an inheritance is always good to pass down but like but like the legacy that you could build together with someone so is much so much important. more important mm-hmm. and the relationship that you get to have while you build that thing is so much more important yeah. to me and so like I guess my future goal would be to, to just to build something, um, you know, with Jordan and maybe even with, you know, future generations. That would be super, super cool to me. Yeah. Uh, so going back a little bit in our notes, sorry. But um, what is something that you're, you wish you were asked about more often? Huh. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I would say... Um, Whatever people want to know. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm a guru of anything. <laughs> um, I have experience. I, I can only teach you like what I know from my own life experiences. So sometimes I discount myself, um, and some people see things in me that I don't necessarily see in myself. Mm. Um, my grandfather. And my old pastor gave me great advice. They said, never, never give advice that you're not asked for. Mm. Right. So if someone is, if someone seeks you out to get advice, like who are you to say, well, I'm not qualified to give that. Mm -hmm. Or who are you to deem yourself qualified to give someone else advice? That they didn't ask for. That they didn't ask for. Right. So I think like if you're if I I, I just want to be asked whatever you think I can help you with. And I'm not saying that I'm going to give you the best advice, but I'm not I'm also not saying I'm going to give you the worst advice. You know what I mean? And if I do give you bad advice, like I apologize, but I promise it was from a pure heart. Like I was really just trying to help you. So if you think I could help you, let's sit down and let's talk about it. Honestly, you, you're probably going to help me as much as I'm going to help you. Yeah. You might help me more. That's just what that is. Like, I'm open to the conversation. Let's, let's have a conversation about it. Because you, you may teach me something that I don't know. I think that's the goal of, like, or it should be the goal of all conversations, is that we get just as much out of it as the one um, being asked questions about. Right, right. Than as the person who asked the question. Right. Like, we should always, always be trying to learn from everybody. Right. And I think that's like, yes, yeah, that's, that's super cool. So like you come to me for an advice and I, well, I, well, I, who am I to give you advice? Let's make it a collaboration. We can learn from each other. Yeah. So each week we, we ask the guests or we, we talk about a quote of the day 
for each week. So this week's quote is by Donald McGanton. I actually know how to say this last name. I think last time I didn't know how to say it. That's all right. Mr. Donald, we apologize. <laughs> the, uh, the quote this week is, money's a terrible master, but an excellent servant. So what do you think about that quote? That's freaking awesome. <laughs> That's so true. Like, honestly, if you can embrace a quote like that, it's a terrible master, but it's an excellent servant. That's, well, first of all, if if money is ever a master, like, first of all, it's, it's, it's a condition of your heart, mm. first and foremost. So, like, if you're out chasing money or you're, anything that puts money in a master situation over you, then then I would strongly encourage you to check your heart and, and find out what things you can do to, to really fix your heart in, in the way that, um, you know, is, is more conducive to making money your servant because money will run you ragged if you're chasing it all the time, mm-hmm. right? But if you give... If you give money places to go and you assign money, you go here. This where I have this amount of money, I'm assigning this money to go to this place. Then you realize that you're in control of this thing and you can always be in control of this thing. That's all money is ever is a tool to help you bring whatever you need to yourself. Mm-hmm. And along the way, build some good, meaningful relationships with some great people that help you. You know what I mean? You help them, they help you. Money can help you facilitate those things. Um, but it can also destroy relationships as well. Um, and it was never meant to do that. It should not have ever been meant to do that. But it does. And if, if money is a master, it will take everything from you. But it, if it's your servant, it, it can only reproduce amazing benefits for you and, and people that are around you. That's key. So true. So true. I don't even know what I'd add to that. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're, it's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Well, I want to say thank you for coming and being here, first of all. You and Josh. Josh, too. It's an honor. It's an honor um, to be here. Then I hope that you learned stuff from that. I also learned stuff from that. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I live with them, but I feel like we don't, we don't ever sit down and talk about just like finances, just like this. So I'm so glad that you're here and uh, thank you for being here. And yeah, I'm honored. I'm glad you guys um, had, had me here and glad to be part of Leaders of Today. Um, super proud of, of, of everything that you've become, all your aspirations, um, things like that. Like, just so everybody knows, like leaders of today was not a mom and dad um, situation. That was that was a <laughs> that was total Jordan. thing that was birthed out of Jordan. And honestly, like Jordan created, he created leaders of today. Like he he we didn't really give him a lot of um, intuition or like you know like we'll be here for you. Tell us what you need to do. <laughs> this like is that style. was yeah. yeah. This is your thing. Um, and that's honestly the way it was. And, and Jordan really created this thing. He took it, you know, the book took the bull by the horn and, and did it. And uh, the only time he ever, the only time we ever had input is when he asked. Right. 
Um, but this is his thing. And a lot of times people will ask me about, well, you know, I, if I'm say, talking about Jordan or if I'm talking about leaders of today and they're like, well, tell me a little bit about it. I'm like, dude, I can't do that justice. <laughs> like I can, I can give you Jordan because he, you know, he, he created this. He's the birth of this. And people will always say, wow, he's, 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 a, he's an amazing kid. And I'm like, yeah, like, like you people, like you think I'm special something like, but, <laughs> but I like, I, I pale in comparison to, you know, the aspirations and, and the goals and the things and that he does and that he has and that he can do. So I'm just honored to be part of this journey. Um, I'm honored to be, you know, on your board. I'm most honored to be your dad. Um, life is, you know, life is, is very special. Having, having you and, and, and being, being a part of everything that we do. Well, thank so that's you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I know it's not, it's not even close to the end. We're only getting started on things. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for being here and we will see you next week. Uh, and I think next week, um, we are talking with, uh, Julian and Julian is one of my friends, and he started he started a company, a lawn mowing business, and he did that when he was what grade is he in now? He's in, I think he's a freshman. freshman. I think okay. he's a freshman, freshman in high school. Okay. So yeah, he started when he was in eighth grade. Wow! So I'm excited to talk to Julian next week. Josh or Julian is Julian is 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 very entrepreneurial man. Yes, <laughs> yes he is. Oh, I, I've heard about him, but I'm excited to sit down with him. Right. I was also. Honored to sit down with you today. Absolutely. Thank you for what I, you shared. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I, I appreciate your friendship, you know, with Jordan and Absolutely. being part of the, the board and everything like that. This is this is an excellent journey for all of us, and none of us are going to do it right all the time. Um, that's true. But we are definitely going to learn a lot, you know, that's going to help us out. And super cool to, like, have, you know, be a part of something that, you know, this early in, in you, you all's life that you you recognize the need to give back to people and give back to the community and establishing and being a part of something like this. Pretty, pretty sweet. Like at 21, I was, I was just trying to run. That's all I was trying to do. <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to find a way to get a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super cool. Proud of you both. Thank awesome. You. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.